it's an incredible journey for some people and that's that's their thing but i just felt like i hit a wall and i just wasn't happy anymore i wasn't content living inside of that box and i really wanted something that allowed me to use something that came out of my imagination and had the world use anyway Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, and I am Yvonne Marchese, your host. Did you love to build sandcastles when you were a kid? Okay, well, I grew up in the desert, so there was not a lot of sandcastle building happening there. As my dad says, plenty of beach, no water. And you do need water to build sandcastles. But since I've raised my kids on the East Coast... We've had the opportunity to take them on beach vacations and try our hand at building sandcastles. Not so successfully, but fun anyway. And really, who isn't fascinated by those really elaborate sandcastles we've all seen pictures of? You know, those competitions and stuff? It's so cool. Well, today I'm talking to Kevin Lane. He's the inventor and founder of Create a Castle, which is the coolest new toy to help everyone build their very own amazing sandcastles. I know it sounds like I'm trying to sell something, but it's really cool. Since it was introduced not too long ago, it has won the uh, coveted Toy of the Year Award and been featured on QVC and Live with Kelly and Ryan. And the coolest thing is that Kevin had a long career in his own business in the tech industry before he had his big idea with the sandcastle thing. And along with that big idea, the courage to shake everything up and pursue it. Well, I'll let him tell it. Let's go. Hey, Kevin, thank you so much for being with me. Thanks for having me, Yvonne. I appreciate it. Or should I call you Sand and Snowmaster? You could call me that if you want. I like that title. <laughs> I That's love a good that title. title. I found that on your, uh, I think on your website or, or somewhere yeah. when I was looking at, looking you up and checking you out. <laughs> That's an awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So great. And I want to give, before we get started, I really want to give a big shout out to Max Brandstetter uh, for introducing us. And of course, to Brendan O'Mara. Um, who is the, I guess all roads lead to Brendan in the, community. all roads lead to Brendan. Definitely. Went to high yeah. school with him, right? Went to high school with Brendan and then he introduced me to Max, uh, when I started up Creative Castle about a, year, a little over a year ago. Amazing. Yeah. And for anybody listening, Brendan O'Mara is my husband's cousin. Awesome guy. So awesome people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, so I was thinking before we get to talking about what you're doing with Creative Castle. What I'm really interested in hearing about is the journey that led you there. Because I know you started in tech, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm so curious about, it seems like this, from what I've heard of your story, it seems like this kind of was an aha or a light bulb moment for you that you happened to follow. Um, but I'm also wondering before that, if you, if there were things that you felt were out of sync in your life at all or if this this just was like bam and all of a sudden you're on this new road yeah yes yeah, so i'm gonna take you way back because creative castle actually started when i was real little believe it or not and i didn't even know it at the time uh-huh. so i grew up in a bakery my mom and dad had to you know divorce when i was early about two years old uh-huh. um, i'm a twin 
and I also have an older brother. So there was three of us constantly running around her bakery. Uh-huh. And to quiet us, she found what each of us liked. So my older brother was sports. My twin brother, Kelly, who's 10 minutes younger than me, was analytical guy. So she gave him blocks and put him in a corner. And I was still running around the house. She had to figure out what I liked. And I fell in love with drawing. So she realized my ability for arts and crafts and that kind of stuff. And she got me these books called Draw 50 Books. And this I is a famous- those for my kids. That's a great series. Yeah. 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 That, that artist, Lee Ames, was an artist who used to work for Disney. And he broke off and started doing these draw 50 books. And the book that the very first book that she happened to get me was called draw 50 buildings and other structures. And in that book was tons of castles. So I started, I just fell in love with drawing castles. I just constantly drew castles. And while I was drawing the castles, watching them make their wedding cakes with molds that split half and do all these different things. And they're stacking their wedding cakes and, you know, making works of art out of cake and frosting. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you're kind, I'm already, yeah. your mind is already blown here. That's crazy. Yeah. So that, that was like when I was like, you know, seven, eight years old, I started having a passion for that. Fast forward to a vacation in 2016 in California. My, you know, I'm married now. I have a family. My wife is Greek. We have family all over the country. <laughs> and so we went to visit family out in California, Laguna Beach, California. We had the luxury of having family everywhere and one of the most beautiful places in the world is Laguna Beach. But at this point, you know, I was building sandcastles with my kids for about probably 14, 15 years at this point. It's been a while. I've, I've kind of honed in my skills and figured out, you know, I, I'm pretty good at this at this yeah. point. So when you guys vacation, it's automatically a beach vacation for you? Is that kind of a um, thing? Or? It wasn't always, you know, yeah. we're, we're kind of like, a, we'll mix it up. We'll do theme parks and different things. But my wife always loved going to the beaches. So uh-huh. usually once a year, we probably end up at a beach somewhere. Yeah. So I was like, I'm ADD guy. I, I have to have something to do on the beach. So I started building sandcastles with my kids. And... Now, I've gotten really good at this point. I've progressed. And on, on a vacation, you can't bring all the tools with you on an airplane because it's big five-gallon buckets and all these crazy things. So I had to go to a hardware store, pick up all these tools, spent like $100 on all this stuff, knowing I'm just going to leave it all behind because I can't bring it home with me. Oh, my me. gosh. So you, all this, you were like hardcore sandcastle oh, yeah. building with yeah. whatever tools you could pull to hand and making I can only imagine yeah. what you were creating. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. So in, in the world of sand sculpting, you need what's called a form, like a hollow bucket. Uh-huh. And you throw sand in, you mix water, you just keep doing a pound up. So I needed a form. So I literally went to the hardware store, bought a hacksaw, five-gallon buckets. I went back to our hotel room, started cutting out the bottom of a five-gallon bucket. People were probably like, what's going on over there? <laughs> and brought it all down to the beach with me. And as I'm walking down to the beach with all these tools that I just spent a lot of money on, I see a dad using one of those flip molds that everybody and their grandmothers used. Mm -hmm. And he flips it over with his son. They go to lift it. It breaks, of course, you know, that they never really worked that well because of the vacuum issue on top. So Mm -hmm. I'm holding all these tools. I'm like, that's when the real light bulb moment happened. I'm like, wait a minute, they want to do what I'm doing. They just don't know how, they don't have the time, they don't have the patience. 
why not give them tools like this? So that's when I realized, wow, I wonder if anything is on the market that splits in half. And I went home that night while on vacation because I was already working on vacation because of my tech background. I had clients that I was building websites for. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing, oh my gosh, this doesn't exist. I looked on walmart.com. I looked on amazon.com. I looked on Alibaba and nothing was coming up. There was one other product out there, but it wasn't what I was envisioning. I can stack into all these elaborate, you know, structures. So then I really started, you know, looking at patents on Google patent search, um, started digging in there and realized, wow, nobody's patented, you know, this type of product for the sand or the snow. So went home, talked to a couple of people because I'm in a tech background. You know, I've been building websites for almost 25 years and I'm still doing it, if you can believe that, on top of Creative Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew somebody in MakerBot who works for MakerBot. This is a giant 3D printing company. It's one of the, the top tier 3D printing companies that, you know, they started up many years ago. And so I contacted him and said, hey, if I get some CAD files to you, could you run some prints for me just to see how this works? He's like, sure, send me whatever you want. And literally, like, instead of me spending thousands of dollars on prototypes to see if the theory would work, yeah. I could just send him a CAD file and he would print it out for me. He would make the modifications for supports and stuff and 3D printing and send it to me or I could go and pick it up because he lived in Greenwich at the time. That's amazing. So I went and got my first prototype from him. Boy, pre-3D printing, where would you be, right? Well, before that, I actually, just to make sure that it actually worked, I bought a really big, like, I think it was like a 12-gallon bucket Uh off of Amazon. And I, again, just cut it in half. But instead of trying to lift it off, because there's so much vacuum in that, you would need to be like Hercules to to lift it off. I cut it in half. So I cut the bottom off. So it was a hollow cylinder. And then I literally cut it in half and zip tied it together to make sure that I could do this and it would still hold. Uh-huh. And it did. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's when I started getting into 3D printing. And then one thing led to another and boom, there I am. Wow. That yeah. is crazy. And so pre this, you were a tech guy, web development, right? Web development, web design, sysadmin work, a little bit of everything. Um, I grew up on computers. Um, That was another passion that I had when I was very young. And my grandmother got me these computing classes when I was a little kid. And I learned how to program and be basic and all these different things and run animations off code to make it look like a basketball player was slam dunking in a hoop, like full 2D, but... It was fun at the time, you know, it was like something different, something unique. And so you started doing stuff like that. Oh man, I think I was five or six, right around, right before the art part of it came in with the drawing. Gotcha. How Um, old are you, by the way? Because I think you might be, I'm, I'm trying to base like my tech experience, which I was a slow starter to begin with, but how mm -hmm. old are you now? I'm actually 25. (laughs) Okay. Double that number and I'm 50. (laughs) You went to college with Brendan, so you got (laughs) to. But are you close to 50? I'm 50. I just turned 50 50. in uh, March. Man, I'm a Pisces. I was so slow to come to tech that I can't even imagine that you were that young doing that kind of, with that kind of tech background at that age. 
Cause yeah, I was programming on a Commodore 64. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Saving, saving all my data to tape drives. That would take like an hour to load in literally like a cassette tape. Wow. So you, yeah. your roots are deep in tech. Yeah, they're, they're definitely deep in tech. Um, it's, it's been a blessing in disguise because a lot of that tech background really layered into what I'm doing now with Creator Castle. Right. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. again, that saved me, you know, time, money, energy, because like, I'll give you a perfect example. We found out when first we started up Creator Castle and we got put, let me tell you the story. It's wild. So we started up Creator Castle and I was, I had, quite a few clients at this point in the tech space. Uh -huh. And one of the people that I was working with was from an old company I worked for for 10 years. His name is Alan Meckler. So he founded internet.com and I used to be in charge of, you know, the design guy in charge of like 150 different websites that he ran. Wow. It was crazy, crazy. So, you know, he dissolved that business because of the dot-com bubble, but I always kept in touch with him. So I picked him up as another client. Well, as he was my client, he knew what I was doing with Creative Castle because I told him about it. I was very open. And he's like, oh, I have a PR person who's uh, he's got a 50 plus year background in the toy market. And I'm like, uh, yeah, can you put me in touch with them? Yeah. So his name was Barry Swartz. And Barry Swartz was the, the guy basically in charge of introducing Legos into the marketplace, into North America. He was the PR expert, uh, Whammo Frisbee, like all of these legendary toys. Uh -huh. So then I was like, okay, so I met with Barry and within, I think five days, he contacted me and said, you're gonna be on live with Kelly and Ryan. No. And I was like, what? wait, me personally or my product? He's like, no, no, not you. Your product is gonna be on live with Kelly and Ryan. We need to meet with this guy called Chris Byrne. And Chris Byrne is this legendary toy expert in the toy industry that does toy reviews. Well, he found out about Creative Castle, went met with him. Within a day, I was interviewing with him. And then within a week, I think it was, we were on live with Kelly and Ryan. Wow. So this all goes back to my tech background now because I was sitting on top of a WordPress website and a server that I knew couldn't handle that influx of traffic. Because when you go on a national show like that, tons of people are concurrently hitting your website so i had to literally migrate my website over to the shopify platform from wordpress within i think three or four days oh, it was insane really? totally insane and you know you can't take wordpress data and convert it into shopify data so i literally had to rebuild the whole thing from scratch oh my gosh <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's crazy. so that, but that goes into me wow. saving all that money and stuff. Yeah. Right. Because I had that knowledge base. I knew what to do and I could do it. I, you know, it was a lot of long hours and late nights, but I knew I had to get it done. Otherwise I would lose sales. Huge. I have to tell you, yeah. I, I do not have your background in tech and I ended up designing my own website and WordPress to get this podcast off the ground and ready to roll. Mm -hmm. And it was the, the heaviest lift of my life. Maybe <laughs> like, well, if you ever need, if you ever need help, I know someone. Oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like the whole idea of like bootstrapping this because it's a passion project for me. And, um, 
and I'm yeah. totally doing it on the side. And I, I was just like, I just got to do it myself. And I wanted to do it in WordPress to make sure that it was my baby and I wasn't doing it on somebody else's platform. And oh yeah. my goodness. Get, yeah. It out it's so it's man. a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. But you know, now you understand all the cogs of the machine. You you understand which yes. buttons to push. And when you want to release something, you know exactly where to go. That that's see, that's like Bootstrapping is incredible for that reason because you learn all of the gears of your machine that you're building. Yes, and and I'm really in the end, as as painful as it was at points, I'm really glad I ended up doing that way um, mm -hmm. because I feel like I can go in and I can I can change things when I need to without being like, yep. oh, I don't know who can I call, you know? Yeah, it's it's good. Yep. it's good. Well, now you know who you can call. There you go. I'll be <laughs> calling. I will be calling. Um, <laughs> So, so, so prior to this whole thing, I, I kind of want to get the sense of personally, how this, how has this affected you? How's this change been for you to make this kind of a shift? It's, it was hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was very, very hard because, you know, I was already self-employed doing all of this coding and development and stuff. Uh-huh. And to make a transition to into something that you've never done is it's a scary move. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, my wife and I had sleepless nights. We would look at each other like, do we really want to do this? Mm -hmm. Because when you start getting into the molding process for a product, I mean, I think we spent close to $60,000 yeah, just on the molds. It's expensive, right? Very, very expensive. And you, you know, you can't keep 3d printing because the plastic is so cheap to mm -hmm. work in the sun and, it's just not meant for mass production. Right. So you have to go to molds and you have to go to, you know, be able to scale in that sense. Yeah. So it was really, really scary to make the transition and the leap, but a lot of it, you know, we're, we're faith driven people, we're spiritual. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was based on faith. You know, it was literally like, if we don't do this, we're never going to do it. Like now is the perfect time. Our kids are older. Mm -hmm. You know, if they were younger, we probably couldn't have done this. I'm going to be honest, because without my wife to help me in this process, it, I don't think I could do it because it's so much energy that you have to put into this. Yeah. So her belief in me and my belief in her really doubled down the process and accelerated everything that we've done. Um, I mean, all the way up to. I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this yet. We've talked about a lot already, but all the way up to we won Toy of the Year in 2020 this year. Yeah, no, we didn't come to that yet. And congratulations. Yeah. That is huge. Thank you. What a big deal. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean, though. Like, that, I never looked at this. Like, people would say, oh, my gosh, you're going to be rich. You're going to do this. You're gonna, and I, I said, I never looked at it from that angle. I looked at it from pure passion. Like, if you, if you really want something, you have to do it for the passion of it. You can't just do it for the money factor and the fame and all that. All that stuff will come in time mm -hmm. if you have pure passion that's driving everything that you're doing. Because really my goal is to, to have families have fun together in an old-fashioned way with this simple tool that gives you this amazing ability to you know, create works of art like never before. And then what that's doing is if these families can create these works of art, it allows them to take a picture and have a memory forever. You know, it's unlike a phone or a computer or a tablet, mm -hmm. you know, 
the kids will play a game on it and it's just another game, right? Yeah. If they build a really cool sandcastle with a sunset in the background in Hawaii or wherever they are, yeah, that's something that they're going to look back on 30 years as a family photo and yeah. say, that's I remember that. Who are you talking to? I'm a photographer. This is where I live. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm like, that is, you're speaking my language. And by the way, um, before I got on with you, I went to your Instagram feed and I started looking at some of these creations. They are off the hook. Crazy. Yeah. And I think yeah, your latest it's... post was literally what you're just talking about. That sunset behind or sunrise. I'm not sure which. Must be a sunset, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm usually, I'm usually, I'm, the night. <laughs> I'm usually not up that early. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm a night guy. But yeah, like crazy. And, and it's all about the experience, right? It's about the experience. It's about, you know, when I'm building now, because when I first started doing this, like I had to get feedback. Like one of the most important parts of developing a product is getting feedback from people around you. So like door-to-door -door salesmen, they go door-to-door, -door, they get feedback. They'll see if the customer actually wants a product, right? Mm -hmm. I had the luxury of going beach to beach instead of door to door oh my God. where I would start, you know, building these crazy castles and within 15, 20 minutes, I would have crowds of people around me saying, how did you just do that? Where can I get that product? And then I knew, oh my gosh, I'm onto something. And yeah. it literally got to the point of on where I would be on random beaches and people would come up and this is in the Boston area. It's some of the more wealthy driven areas. Mm -hmm. And it happened to be bankers from Boston and all these people. And they were like, I would tell them a story that I just told you. And they would be like, can I invest? And I was like, then I knew like yeah. I had random strangers coming up to me to invest in, in an idea that Take I had. Take my money. <laughs> and you're like, what? I was yeah. like, I gotta go. I gotta yeah, go. And that's wow. when Lori and I made the decision. Let's do the molds. Let's just run with it. We know that we're onto something here. Right. And speaking of Lori, I mean, I know, I think you mentioned to me before that she's taken over Code Hound, right? Like as far as like you trained her to. Yeah. So tell me more about that because this. So this clearly isn't just your journey of transformation and reinvention. I'm, I'm guessing that she's had her own transformation in the middle of all this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So Lori, prior to our kids and, you know, when we were younger, she was a uh, district manager for the Disney stores. Mm -hmm. So she was in charge of like, I think 10 Disney stores up the East coast mm -hmm. and she would have to go and visit all the time. And so you know, bringing computers into her world, that's not her game. And you know, she was like, what are you asking of me? You know, like, I don't know if I can do that. And I was like, well, it's either we do that or we find somebody to sub it out. We give about 80% to 90% of our profits up. Mm -hmm. She's like, all right, I'll learn. Because that was really like our bread and butter at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So she literally, I started teaching her the front end. I showed her WordPress stuff like you know now and showed her this is client a this is client b this is the server around and this is what you need to do this is going to be your responsibilities and she took the ball and ran with it now she could teach me stuff like she's just wow amazing at it she's, how long she's was so that efficient. process for for you to get her up and running with that it was actually pretty quick because i was always by her side doing server level stuff uh -huh. So if she had a question, I would just say, boom, here's how you do it. And she's a super, super quick learner. Clearly. So her memory, yeah, her memory is just like amazing. Wow. 
So like I said, now I, I ask her questions sometimes. I'm like, what do, what do we do with that claim again? She's like, oh, here, you go here. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, you know, the, the transformation was tough. And I'm going to be honest. Going back in time and thinking backwards now, like, I think what drove me to do this with Lori and Greta Castle was, is that I think like most people, you know, you hit your midlife and you're like, what am I doing with my life? You start questioning everything. Mm -hmm. And I was in a point where I, I kind of felt like I was stuck in a rut in a sense, mm -hmm. doing, you know, the coding over and over because it's very redundant. And I wanted something that gave me more freedom in a sense, like not just creative wise, but everything. Like mm -hmm. just, I wanted to touch people's lives in a sense that where, you know, coding, I'm just the guy behind the screen where it's create a castle. I'm a showman out on the beach and I got to build something in front of people and not have a collapse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it's just, it's two different things, but it took me to get to a point with coding where I was not really happy and fulfilled with that anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's when we made the decision, like, look, you're not really happy doing this anymore anyway. I shouldn't say not happy, just not fulfilled, right. you know, yes. um, like a void was there. I just couldn't imagine just being behind a, a screen writing scripts and codes and grip patterns the rest of my life. It just, it's not the dream that I had. So, yeah, you know, um, it sounds Castle really opened it up. Like in addition to the freedom and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like you were looking for some growth, like, like challenge. Um, yes. Something that was, you know, cause I'm, I'm guessing you had the coding down. It was like, I know what this is right. Other than keeping up with the technology changes and doing that, like you, you had it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, like you said, you know, there's always new bits of code that will come out. There's always new libraries that you need to learn. And that's all well and good. And look, I'm not knocking people who do it. Like, yeah. like it's an incredible journey for some people and that's, that's their thing. But I just felt like I hit a wall. I just wasn't happy anymore. I wasn't content living inside of that box. And I really wanted something that allowed me to use something that came out of my imagination and had the world use anyway. Yeah. You know, whether it be in the sand or the snow, that, that's, that's the beauty of create a castle. And that's really, I think putting all of that energy into it, because let's face it, 2016, we all remember that election year. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started seeing friends and family, like going head to head over, you know, the politics stuff. And I was like, my God, I don't want to like get sucked into that. Mm -hmm. So instead of putting all my energy into that, I literally took all that, that energy and put it into an idea that was in my head wow. and just kept making it better and better and better. And we're still making it better. That's the cool thing about a product is you take the consumer feedback and at a mass level, okay, okay we've sold like, I think, 15,000 units now, whatever it is. Wow. And you listen to the customer and you say, okay, how can I take all that feedback they've given me and put it into the product to make it better? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I wanted to ask you something. I'm trying to, excuse me for the sound there. I am 
completely blown away by the leap of faith that it took for you to do this along with Lori. Um, and that you took that, that energy of that, let's call it bad energy or whatever of 2016 and all that and turned it and took it and built it into a creation. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause I think we're right in the middle, like 2008 was a huge pivot for me. Again, another epic moment in time, me becoming a photographer is because I got laid off because of that whole scene. Yep. Um, and it ended up becoming my first re well, one of my first reinventions of myself. I, I took that moment and went, okay, I need to figure something out and just dove into figuring out photography. Um, mm -hmm. and it was fantastic. And now I feel like this is another moment in time where so many people must be looking and reevaluating and trying to figure out regardless of their age, you know, everybody's yes. kind of got to be looking at things right now and wondering what's next. What do I do? now? 100%. Yeah. And, um, I think it's almost like a, a reawakening in a sense mm -hmm. at a mass scale, because I think, you know, this pandemic has it's probably put a lot of businesses out of business. They're probably like, what do I do next? You could see incredible inventions being born. We don't even know it yet, but inventions that we never even dreamed were possible because of you know again taking a negative and turning it into a positive yeah that was two, two, 2008 i'm trying to remember the examples i of course can't bring them to mind right now but a lot of a lot of what we take for granted right now in tech and in social media and, and all the stuff that's currently in existence was born yeah. out of 2008 right yeah, I it's true. Pull something to mind right away, but it, but I'm not. Um, so it's it's an interesting time to to see where we can go from here. Yeah, yeah. definitely, I agree. Yeah, that's so crazy. What do you like? Is what kind of changes did you feel like you needed to make within yourself to step into this new role? You know, I didn't even realize at the time that I would need to make changes, mm -hmm. but anybody who does something like this, you'll realize what those changes will need to be as you get into it. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I, I was a computer guy. I was always behind the screen. Well, now I'm, like I said, I had to be a showman on the beach and I need to start talking with people and being that lead sales guy to make them understand why they need to buy this product. So, Take a guy who's used to just coding behind the screen and making creations that come to life digitally. Mm -hmm. You don't really know those people. You see it all the time, but you don't, those people aren't forefront, right? Right. Now you have a creation that's front and center all the way up to, you know, I don't even know if we talked about this yet. I had to go on QVC. Yes, so I'd love for you to tell that story actually. Yeah. So, so that's the change. That's the kind of changes I need to make was, being this guy behind, you know, I was a keyboard warrior in a sense where I mm -hmm. write this really cool code and make things flash and animate on your browser. But nobody knew who I was, that the guy behind it. At what point so, did you realize that you had to step into that? Was it right away? Or was there a point where you were like, oh, geez, I have to do this? And, and, 
how did that feel like was that really i imagine that might have been pretty scary it was because you know at that you know i started getting calls to go and do interviews on live tv and stuff i had met with uh ann nyberg uh -huh. and that was the first real big interview she's a news anchor in connecticut I think on Channel 8 News, WTNH. Yeah. She's she's like the, yeah, she's the oldest anchor in Connecticut. She's been around. She's awesome. Yeah. And she asked us to come on because she heard about us. And she heard, us, heard about us through a friend. And that was the first time I realized like, oh my God, I'm going to be on live TV. <laughs> like, I'm not ready for this, right. you know? And, but it's one of those things where you just, you do it because you have to do it. Yeah. You know, like when you invent something, people want to know your story and they want to see the person behind the product. That's mm -hmm. the really cool thing. Yeah. And I've become accepting of it now. You know, at first I was really scared and nervous and, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And then it got to the point where I'm standing on QBC live three times in front of millions of people. Three times so, you've been on. Really? Three times. So I yeah. actually, I love, I kind of, I've heard the story before about how you ended up on QVC, but I would, I would love for you to go into like how that happened the first time. Yeah. 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 So that goes back again to going beach to beach, right? Uh -huh. Like we talked about that, that was my sales pitch. So we were going down to New Jersey. Uh, it was for a sand sculpting festival. They call it the Brigantine Amateur Sand Sculpting Festival. Now, I don't go down to compete because my product, I could literally build a castle four to five times as fast as anybody who's ever going to sculpt. So that, that's really an unfair advantage, and I, don't, I wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I just really went down. The guy who organized the event in Brigantine, New Jersey, said, hey, can you just come down and demo and showcase and then sell your product if you want? Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So the night before that event, we were staying in Atlantic City, which is right next to Brigantine. We're like... I should probably go and test the sand because sand is radically different from beach to beach. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let me get a go and, you know, let me go and get an idea of what the sand is like here, what I can build and what I can't build. Go down there, start building. And of course, it's beautiful sand there. It's almost like a clay. I could stack it and do these ultra giant builds. And I ended up building something on this desolate beach in Atlantic City. Normally it would be super packed, but it was like the time of night we were there it was just empty mm -hmm. so i built this superstructure it's all lit up i bling it out because we sell light kits for the castles now I love that. and this one couple happens to walk by her name was kenya i believe it was and she walks by and she stops and she's looking and she's like who did this and i'm like i did it she's like how and i tell her the story about create a castle and i'm telling her i'm selling this amazing product that you can light your castles up and stuff now and she's like i work for iHeartRadio. would you like to come and do a podcast live on iHeartRadio on am and i'm like absolutely so the next thing i know i'm talking to her through instagram we connect and she invites me we set up a whole date and i go down to new york city to speak on WRAM radio uh -huh. Oh, create a castle. I had to do this pitch off thing. Well, that led me to Lisa Askelise, um, who was, she's known as the inventor. She's been on Forbes magazine and all this crazy stuff. She got in touch with me and said, oh my gosh, I know the people who organized that whole podcast. I want to talk with you. Uh -huh. So the next thing I know, I think it was in 2018 of May, she invited me to come and do a pitch off. And lo and behold, now I'm pitching in front of the 
some of the biggest like there was a shark tank recruiter there oh my god so now i'm like Lori's like i can't come with you i have plans up in massachusetts you got to go on your own so again i'm put into a situation where i'm like not comfortable i'm like oh my god <laughs> i can't do this i know nobody i'm going to pitch and I, i've never met any of these people and i just went up on stage i had a little bucket of sand and i said this is great at castle who here has been on the beach or in the snow and do you like building sandcastles? And boom, I split it apart and everybody was clapping and I won the whole pitch off. And then she got me on QVC about five months later. We literally walked into QVC, pitched to the buyer, and the buyer was like, okay, we want to order, I think it was 2,500 units and we want you on live on this day. Holy just incredible. Holy. Wow. But, but that shows the power of like the passion, going back to the passion, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you feed, you literally feed the universe your passion and it answers yeah. without you even knowing it. It's like, you know. It is a little magical, isn't it? Like, well, you, you know, you could say that it was. And yeah. then things start to fall into place and you start meeting the right people and, and it all comes. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do think, I mean, part of it, you know, it could be visualization and, and, and believing, getting yourself to the point you can believe enough to start taking action but it's man it really is that action based on based on passion that yeah. then it all starts to to happen it's it's crazy you gotta you gotta believe in yourself you gotta believe in what you're doing and your mission there's yeah. gotta be a cause behind your mission and it can't I, I cannot stress this enough it can't just be about money yeah if you're doing something just for the money of it, you're literally letting the universe know that you're doing it just for the money of it. You're not going to get answers. Yeah. It, and it you just, can get burned out. You can yeah. get burned out. It, I yeah. mean, it's my personal opinion. No, I, I, that's, that's another thing is, is you got to have that passion to what, like, I love, like every single day I, I tell the story, everybody's like, don't you ever get sick of building sandcastles? I'm like, no. Why would I do that? Because it brings back the memories of when I was a dad with my young kids, yeah. every single time I'm building. And then other little kids will come up and they, they it's almost like I have kids reborn again, every single time. It's crazy. Oh. And that's the cool thing about it, you know? Yeah. Clearly you're on the right path. I mean, so cool. Thank so you. Very cool. Thank yeah. You. yeah. So, so I think we, it's almost like we've already um, hit on it, but I was going to ask you what kind of advice you might have for somebody else who's feeling stuck. Um, maybe it's not so much advice, but um, what has served you in the past when you got like, maybe, I don't, I don't know how stuck you felt when suddenly you realized you needed to be the front man for this. Um, mm -hmm. Is that an example that would be good? Or is there some other example of some place where you had a sticking point in this process and you were like, okay, I have to get past this what have you done um face your fear mm -hmm. you know literally face your fear because like me going on national tv i never ever ever dreamed for one moment that it would be me going on national tv but like we live in an era and an age of shark tank mm -hmm. where everybody wants to see the inventor they want to know that story yeah. and they want to hear how the stuff was born right like that's the cool thing about it and literally you know like i think you need to get past your fear face your fear and really navigate choppy waters that you've never been on 
you, you can't be scared and you got to have that faith. Mm-hmm. You got to have that passion. And then all, all that stuff that we've talked about, Ty saying, it's so important to have all that because if, again, if you're doing it just because of one reason, the wrong reason, then it's, you're most likely not going to feel comfortable going on national TV because you're not going to know the product as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to have a business really inventing something for that reason. Um, you know, I literally like every single time I go out with Creative Castle, I'll learn new ways to use the product because the mold's split in half. So I'll watch kids interact with it or families interact with it. And I've learned new tricks from watching kids. That's the, <laughs> the, the amazing part of this journey. Yeah, because they have they no preconceived notions, right? And nothing. They just dive nothing. in and try things without any they kind just of. dive in. Right? Yeah. Boy, we all need to try to get back to that somehow, don't we? Well, that's, you know, I'm kind of blessed in a sense because like not many people could say besides professional sculptors say that they can make a living building sandcastles, right? Or snow castles. So, you know, it's just, it's wild that like you dream something, it can literally be born. You have to, you have to have that spark, find what your passion is and just run with it. Because if you have that spark and that passion behind the product, People see it, they literally feel it. And that's going to take you to a, a whole nother level. Amen. Do, do you feel, did you have to establish any new routines for yourself, any new habits to kind of get yourself through this process? I actually, yeah. Um, so, you know, I was again used to working behind a computer and I was working from home because uh-huh. I, you know, home based business. And so, at first, <laughs> funny story, the first time we ordered a container, we were like, oh, we could probably just fit it in our garage. And, you know, you're talking about a 20-foot container filled with product. That's like 3,000 supersized Creative Castle kits. Not understanding that, like, that's going to fill my whole house up. So we literally had to start renting space in uh-huh. our town from this warehouse. Um, and to break the habit of just being stuck home every day, I literally make a point of coming down to the warehouse to, well, nowadays, I mean, I'm packing all the time. I'm, you know, getting everything ready for orders. But even before then, we would just make a point of getting out of the house and and making a habit of coming to the warehouse just to do our daily things so that like we didn't get wound up and doing laundry and stuff at home. Mm-hmm. Like my wife was like, if I stay home, I'm going to start cleaning. I'm going to clean the kitchen. I'm going to do this. Yes. And it is one of the so, traps of working from home. It, yeah, it really so is. You know, it. you know, it. it's <laughs> yes. all the luxuries are right there. And it's like, if you're pulled out of those luxuries, then it's, it's not a bad thing. Not to mention you know, I have all of this product staring at me every day, right? In the beginning, I was scared to death because I literally, we ordered four containers. So one 20-foot and one three 40-foot containers, 40 HP containers. We, we literally had like 12,000 units staring at me at the face every single day. And I'm like, every day I was more motivated and I got more creative. Like, how can I move all this inventory? Right. Because it wasn't so for already, I'm assuming. You had to no, get out there and figure all. out how to move it. Woo. Yeah, you know, and I, I thought going on live with Kelly and Ryan, we would move, you know, 5,000 something units. So I just placed this massive order. Yeah. And um, 
it didn't work out that way. We moved, I think, maybe four or five hundred, and then I'm like, okay, well now we still have eleven thousand five hundred to go. <laughs> How am I going to get rid of them? Yeah, that's so, a little bit of a heart attack right there. I'm feel I'm feeling my heart fluttering just thinking about it. It's <laughs> it's scary stuff, but if you put yourself into those situations where you're not comfortable, it puts you to another level. Mm-hmm. And it just made me go out and build these more and more wild creations to get people's attention and be like, holy cow, look what that guy just built with that, that system. And then they would go up to the store that I was selling at Maine at that point and go and buy two of them. You know, like that's, it's really one by one. It's a one by one approach. And just, it's, it's almost like a steamroller where once it gets going and the engine's running, mm-hmm. it's just going to keep on pushing forward. Yeah. Get that momentum. Man, oh man, that is so cool. Um, this is amazing. I, I could just keep talking to you forever. I'm going to respect your time though, because I know we're getting close to that that, that ending time. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you my silly question. Uh, we got what, it. What uh, what have you read in the past that rocked your world, or if not reading, what what? But I guess part of what's fascinating to me about all this for you about your journey is that you started out with this passion for drawing and mm-hmm. the sandcastles and all that stuff and then and then you got and then the tech was clearly an early passion for you too and now it's kind of like all come full circle and it's all like melded together that is so cool yeah like it's what, wild. what do you think is there something that you can point to like that, that was, that just rocked your world? Was it those books? Drawn, it was the- definitely going, going backwards and thinking, you know, because I didn't even think about that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even think about that. And just by chance, when I started this whole journey, my mom sent me uh, one of the drawings that she, she still had at her house. She lives in Kansas now. And she's like, hey, Kevin, here's a reminder of everything you're doing. And I saw the photo. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, it literally, know. Moms she, know. They, they know. They know. And the crazy part about it is, is even the drawings that I did reflect the castles that I built. That's the, like, it was a seed that was planted into my mind when I was young. And I didn't even know it. I had no idea up front. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's really, that's what's really rocked my world is looking backward to all the way to now, like there's almost a story was told then, but I didn't know it, you know? That is amazing. And forgive the sound. Oh my gosh. Some ginormous truck is driving by in front of my house right now. Didn't I, even hear it. I, oh, good. Well, for the anybody who can, <laughs> I am not going to be able to edit that out. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for that truck to go by. So, um, then what are you, what's, what are you reading now? Like what's, what's the current intake for you to. Yeah. So current intake. Yeah. Well, inspiring. I don't know. I don't know if I would call it inspiring. Um, we're doing a lot of reading about portals these days because we're, you know, we sell to Walmart. We had to sell to QVC and every single time that you sell to these companies, you need to learn how to navigate. They each have an individual portal. Right. So you need to learn all of the systems that they run. So that's really, I don't know how riveting that is, but 
Oh my gosh. I, it's, it's giving me flashbacks actually, because I used to work for a tool bag company. So, you know, I, I started, I was in toy manufacturing for a little bit with Melissa and Doug, and then um, moved That's to awesome. a company that built amazing tool bags. They were, they were awesome. And, um, but I was back into that and I was the Amazon person. So I had to learn that portal and it was something. And I am seller central flashbacks. Yeah. Seller central on Amazon. We're, we're familiar with that one now too. Oh my goodness. I think, I think at the end of all of this, we could probably write books on how to navigate different portals. Right. <laughs> it's oh yeah. crazy. Oh, so crazy. crazy. So how many hats do you have to wear to keep all the balls in the air right now? right? A lot, probably over a hundred, oh but you know, you need to be salesman. I got to be a tech guy. I have to help my wife out with code hounds when she needs system level stuff and server configuration. Uh -huh. I have to talk to major sales reps through different companies to help sell our product. I have to talk to Taiwan because we manufacture in Taiwan right now. Yeah. Uh, we just hired a general manager to kind of help us navigate all that. So I need to talk with him on a daily basis. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. So and then we also bit off your plate, but there's that whole onboarding process, right? So that's another, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now he's putting us in touch with, um, because he has very good connections to the toy industry. He's putting us in touch with manufacturers who have an interest in partnering with us. Nice. So, you know, it's big, big companies that are, kind of showing up saying, wow, that's a really cool product. We would like to be a part of that. And all because so, you followed an instinct and did the research yep. and found that there was a, the gate, the gaping hole in the market and, and yeah. you went for it. Yeah. For it. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. You know, what's really cool is like, I'll give you an example. So we're talking to big companies now, like Albertsons. Albertsons is a big supply chain place, I think, down south. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so they didn't even know what Creative Castle was. And the buyer went and looked and she wrote her sales rep back and said, just wanted to let you guys know. I had no, I was filling in Creative Castle as, as a new vendor. I had no idea what it was. I went and looked at it. She's like, what a really cool idea. Like to get that feedback from buyers of that level yeah like it's just something that never gets old and that keeps inspiring me yeah. you know yeah i just got shivers for you on your behalf <laughs> oh thank you that's amazing really amazing so what are you excited about well i guess you're excited about those possible partnerships um anything else coming up that you're excited about that you want people yeah to know you, about? definitely yeah we're gonna be um I can't say too much yet, but we're going to be working on future innovations for the product. Uh -huh. um, so we're going to have different sizes. I'll leave it at that. Very we're going to have different sizes, different shapes. Um, we're introducing new colors into the market, which will be really cool. Fun. And uh, new add-ons. I, I want to do a whole, I have thousands of ideas for add-ons for this product. I was looking at some of the detail work on the, on the cast. By the way, folks, you should go check out the Instagram feed, which is um, create a castle. Pretty easy to find. Uh, yep. th these pictures are stunning. What What's being like, are these all your creations or are some of these the creations that people are making and sending you photos? Like are these users things? What, Sometimes it's sometimes it's users, but the majority, ninety nine percent of what you see in there, yeah, um, I was built by myself. Or I'm now working. Here's something really cool that's under development. 
Um, I'm working with a professional sculptor down in Destin, Florida, one of the most beautiful beaches you'll ever be to. I, I, that I've ever been to and you'll ever be to. Yeah. It's just amazing. Pure white sand. And so I went down and I met this guy. He's a professional sculptor. And now we've started up a whole lesson program so that you can take lessons with Creative Castle. Dude, I was going to ask you if you were going to incorporate some video because that, I think you and I were talking beforehand about um, being a visual learner and how much I have had to, I've I've been so reliant on YouTube for tutorials for both um, photography for, for, learning Photoshop for learning all kinds of things. So it's such a natural progression for you to have videos to show how to use these things so that people aren't just kind of stuck with a, you know, a plastic mold and kind of going, Oh, I can make that, that one tower because what you're on those pictures is way beyond. Well, that's just it. And so like when I went down to desk and I met this professional sculptor. Yeah. So we started doing hybrid builds. Like I would do the top of the castle would be create a castle. And then we would come down and start sculpting and doing all this crazy stuff and a fusion build, I would call it. Yeah. But the amazing thing now is it's like he's getting physical lessons with create a castle. So you could go on lessons.createacastle.com and literally plug in the date you want to take a lesson. You show up at the beach. He, he shows up with a kit and you literally walk away with one of our pro kits. I think we're like a hundred or 150 dollars for an hour lesson. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, so cool. long-term I want to possibly make that into a franchise, right? That could be a whole spinoff business is lesson programs with different sculptors all over the world. Yeah. And you walk away with a creative castle. Cause kit. who doesn't walk past those, those, um, you know, I, I don't know if everybody's been to a beach at some point, but I think a lot of us have been to a beach when somebody has built something extraordinary. And, and you just, I, every time I see something like that, I'm like, I want to know how to do that. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. That and that's cool. the, that's a super cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good luck with everything. Um, so how can people find you? Uh, I've put everything in some, in the show notes for people, but uh, if you want to give a little shout out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, best place to start is createacastle.com. Mm-hmm. That's our website. You're going to see all the different options that we have up there. All of our handles on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, are all Create a Castle. So Excellent. you can literally type in Create a Castle. And That's another trick is get your handles early if you ever start up a business. Mm-hmm. Yep. Grab all those social media handles. Couldn't be easier to yeah. find. That's awesome. It's not some random... Yep random thing <laughs> very That's right oh man it's been such a pleasure talking to you we may have to touch base further down the line and have you come back i think see where this no doubt yeah takes you it just things it's it's like this little mix of intention of your intentionality and serendipity that's been seems to be like taking you along this current it's very cool yeah, I let go of the driver's wheel a long time ago. Yeah. I just, I just let it take me where it goes now. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you have it. Don't you want to go play in the sand right now? Well, I guess summer's over, but maybe we can all make snow castles this winter. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for listening. Hey, if you got something out of this today and it makes you think of someone you know who might need an inspiring story, can you take a minute to share this with them? Or 
maybe take a second to leave a review or rating. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, it's so easy. You just go to the main page of the podcast, scroll down to see, you're right down there, easy for me to say, you'll see ratings and reviews. And you can choose anywhere from one to five stars to give it a simple rating super quick. And if you want to leave an actual review, just scroll on down a little further and you'll see a little checkbox that says, write a review. Oh, and next week, come on back to hear about Doug Motel, who is a multi-talented individual, to say the least. Full disclosure, he's a friend of mine, but I think he's awesome. Anyway, he is an award-winning playwright and actor, um, author, coach, uh, artist, and a popular international speaker on the subject of storytelling for business. He took a huge leap this year to launch a new business called Step 3, capitalizing on all the marketing experience and tools he's built over the years in order to help new businesses tell their story. And I can't wait for you to hear his story. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.